This podcast was recorded during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor. I'm responsible for cleaning up all those 1962 cigarettes. I'm SP. And the original lead Artie's Attic agent who I know wanted to do this podcast from the top of the Defiance Arch, I mean St. Louis Arch, (laughs) is Agent Shannon. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that's the best one you've done. Yes, it's correct. From the very top. But I don't want to fall like Christy. And the rookie agent tonight, learning how not to question a person of interest, is Agent Carolyn. That's valid, yeah. yeah. You know, i got to learn somewhere, right? On this show, we are continuing our discussion of the show that was there before I was podcasting. It's Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 6, Burnout. It premiered on August 11th, 2009 on Die-Fi. Shannon, you seem to like this episode. I love this episode. I loved it. Okay. Because with me, I've always talked about, I've said it almost every episode, as we progress, I like the partnership that they develop. I've always said that, right? To me, partnership, and because I've worked in jobs that require a decent trust and partnership, I like how Micah is more playful with him. Even when she's talking about cookies, like, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm working with the child, Don't right? Don't take them all, Pete. Don't, Don't take, take them. them all, right? See, <laughs> I like that at the beginning of first season, like I said before, she was a stick in the mud. You didn't really get it. You didn't, if you didn't stick past the first couple episodes of Warehouse 13, you weren't going to make it. But if you did, then you got to see the dynamic, that their partnership. And we started seeing it in the last episode when they were playing while he was sitting in the hospital. So to me, I like it. I like the fact that in a short time, she has come to trust him. Two, she likes and cares for him enough that she can't be the one that that hooks up the jumper cables. Three, she's having an emotional moment where when she's in in the car, she says, I can't lose another one. I can't do this. Right. So Mm -hmm. you're getting to see the partnership form between the two, where not only are the agents that hated each other to begin with, but now they're becoming best friends. 
So, and the critter on the back is kind of cool, you know. Yeah, Pete even told her she, you know, looks like she's got huge bags under her eyes and is looking kind of haggard. Not helping. Wonders why Artie won't let him have a couple of days off so she can go get a decent martini. Yeah, she's like, it's helping. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. Maybe she should learn, just like the rest of us did during the pandemic, how to make a perfect martini. <laughs> I don't True. Know, she did pretty good in this episode. I'm sure that Claudia would be able to help her figure out some way of making a martini in the in the warehouse. I think she could create some kind of serum to get rid of the bag of the eyes. I need those. Oof, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yep. So they are questioning Rebecca. They go over to see what's going on with Rebecca. She gives an obvious clue. Oh, was there lightning involved or was there electricity involved? And they're like, oh, bye. I got to grab the cookies. Bye. I'm like, you have a person of interest right in front of you that's giving you a big ass clue. And you're just like, bye. (laughs) Oh, and did that person get electrocuted also? I mean, that should have stopped them right there. They didn't have said it. (laughs) Pete hadn't eaten since the night before. So all he had was cookies on the brain, which he did eat part of a cookie in this one and then grab like what four or five off of the plate. He left one after <laughs> handling leave, leave one. It. Don't take them after all. After yeah. touching every well, I mean, he is Pete, so he's going to touch them all. After handling them all, he did put one back, but I'm pretty sure he ate like four or five cookies in this yeah. one. We finally see Pete eat some more cookies. <laughs> yeah, but your mom was like, "Woohoo, cookies!" All right, you want to do the cookie count now? Let's do the cookie count now. (laughs) I think that was the only cookies we saw in this one. Artie didn't eat any cookies. He was a little uh, distracted, occupied with other things. But yes, when they went over to question Rebecca, she uh, said, do you want some cookies? And Pete's like, ooh, I love cookies. So how many cookies were on the plate? This is your job. You have to freeze frame and figure out how many cookies Pete took. You know, I forgot to. I would say at least I want to say there was probably like five. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to throw this out to our listener. Listener, you're going to have to tell Carolyn how wrong listener. she is. <laughs> Not listeners. Listener. We have hey, dozens we have, of listeners. We have at least two. <laughs> we have more than two. We have two. dozens. We have two. We have two of our favorite ones. Yes. Well, we have two that communicate with us on a regular basis. Yes. Did anybody notice that Rebecca has a glass eye? No. Yes. Was that the because it was like reflecting? Like yes. the, the light was reflecting off of it yes. funny? Okay. I was like, why is the light reflecting off of her eye funny? I thought it was just the angle, but it's because she has a glass eye? Yes. Okay. Because I noticed that. The actor. Yeah. The actress okay. has a glass eye. Her name is Roberta Maxwell. She has 73 acting credits starting in 1957, including... 91 episodes of Another World. I was just about to say, she must have been soap opera. She was in the 1980 Popeye movie as Nana Oil. She Mm. was Irene March in The Postman in 1997. And she was in two Warehouse 13 episodes. So we're going to see her again next season. But that's it. We only get two episodes. Jamie, yes. Yes, we will. Okay, because I was wondering why you could tell when the light would hit it, it would be look. It, it looked reflecting. like it was reflecting. Yeah, and I'm like, normal eyes don't do that. So see, I notice things like you do, Shannon. 
It's the security in me. Yeah. <laughs> my brain was like, that's not right. That's not right. Am I seeing things? I'm like, that's brain injury. I no. Know <laughs> I'm so glad you did. You said something because I was like, this must be like a lighting trick or something. You would have never said anything, see. would you? No. <laughs> so she admitted to being a warehouse agent, right? Not just Secret Service, but a warehouse agent. She implied all that. After the second visit. So I'm, I'm scratching my head. Jack Secord's room was sealed on June 22nd, 1962. 62. <laughs> so I went back to the Secret Service history on their .gov website. They didn't have a woman agent until 1971. The first five agents, female agents, were sworn in. Lori Anderson, Sue Baker, Kathleen Clark, Holly Hutchmish, and Phyllis Shantz. Well, maybe she wasn't with the Secret Service long enough before Mrs. Frederick snatched her up. Or maybe she was just with something else and Mrs. Frederick snatched her up. I mean, she said, we are trained to take a bullet. Secret Service agents. Do you know when the Secret Service was originated? Do you know this? I do not. 1865. It was signed off by Lincoln. The legislature Mm -hmm. was signed off by Lincoln the day he was assassinated hours before. And didn't help him, did it? I remember hearing that, actually. Yeah, he signed it off, and it was to combat counterfeits. And it wasn't until the 1900s where Secret Service was also used for presidential protection. Well, again, one of these things that you have to overlook that they just make up for the TV show, but it's still kind of cool. But again, I bet you Mrs. Frederick snatched her up pretty quick. Well, I mean, the other guy was in the Marines first because he had a Marine tattoo because mm-hmm. we watch. Claudia repurposed some things to uh, because Artie doesn't like images. They're so small and pixelated. You can't get anything out of them. So he doesn't like she created something awesome. Yeah, she gets no thanks, no respect. He just goes back into the archive in 2009 to enhance a digital photograph. I mean, it's Uh barely possible now. And then she's doing it in 2009 with a hologram. How many times now do you take your laptop and try to make it bigger? Make it bigger. <laughs> yeah. You're so used to that, right? You're talking about the picture, right? Yeah. Anything on my laptop, I can just okay. touch it. Just make it sure. Touch it to the laptop again. It, you didn't have it back then. I had it back then. What kind of Air Force <laughs> were you in? <laughs> I think we're going over Shannon's head tonight. That's fine. I warned you. <laughs> drugs. You did. You did. Double the Claudia drugs. Claudia did. Uh, we do see now Claudia, like, uh, as she says to uh, Rebecca when she comes by, that she's a uh, warehouse next generation 2.0 and gives, like, the little Vulcan salute. It's kind of cool. Yes. And she uh, she's creating things. So she's got this enhancement of... She recreated the skeleton's face with her enhancement because the Artie was like, I'm trying to use this dingus that you created and I can't get it to work. She's like, you just sit there and scan and let me do this. Let me do my thing. You go, girl. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Artie was a little <laughs> bit go, of a girl. Yeah, Artie was. Don't do that. Artie was a little bit of a bumbling idiot in this episode, and I didn't appreciate it as much. It was a little bit out of character. Now. The whole episode, I was not 
as big of a fan, especially on my second and third watch through. Yeah, I watched it three times. And maybe that was my problem, watching it three times. Just watch this episode once and you'll be fine. But <laughs> if you if you start watching it over and over again, you just scratch back your head and you're like, wait a minute, that's not right. And you run into things like Artie's like, Artie, you're out of character. You're not, you're a little bit too excited. You're not focusing yourself. You're not applying yourself to the but actual Is he artifact. out of character because he's always grumpy? Well, and it might be too. Yes, he was quite out of character, but there was a lot more in this one. He's trying to solve this thing that's got a big electrical charge. Plus, he's trying to rein in Claudia and figure out what she did with all the things she repurposed. And he did. She didn't even ask all the things she's not supposed to be. Touching. And he's got 200 years worth of paper records to go through to try to find this agent that was found in a basement downstairs locked up to something. I like how he goes through the whole decibel system, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to pick that up later? No. Okay. That's why there's a Warehouse 13 janitor. <laughs> That's true. I loved how once it the blast opened and they went downstairs and found him, the look in their faces when they realized that it wasn't just a person that was weird there, right? But it's an agent because they have Fonsworth and... And Tesla. No, it was a it was a Tesla. They found a Tesla in his pocket. So now they have two Teslas. Do we ever see this second Tesla again? I don't think so. I don't know. Does the battery still hold a charge at that age? I'm sure Claudia can fix it. That's true. Claudia makes her own. HG makes her own. It's the second one, and it should have been brought back to the warehouse. See, this episode is full of inconsistencies in universe. It is true. Well, you just have to not pay attention so much, dang it. <laughs> yeah, stick to the gender role. I don't know. Oh! <laughs> so Claudia repurposes the be- the Bell and Howell spectroscope. Spectroscope. Was that the thing that we used in the beginning to back up time? No, it's a different, oh, okay. a different object. I was trying to figure out what, what she repurposed. It was initially a hologram projector, but it was repurposed into a 3D imager. I think it works a lot better. I think it's cool. She repurposed it well. And it's old timey. <laughs> I know. What, what's funny is that there's so many things in the warehouse that you're not supposed to use for personal gain because they have side effects. But she never seems to find the ones that have side effects. Well, she uses percussive maintenance on it. <laughs> in other words, she hits it. Yes. I saw that. Smack the side of the thing. Yeah. I'll make it work. My mom, my mom came from that generation right there. That's why you have a headache tonight. That explains so much. So much. It smacked me in the back of the head. Stop that. Yeah. Another tool that we got was the warehouse agent rooms are indexed in the warehouse. The echelon button. This is the first time we see that. Yeah. The warehouse reminds me a lot of Artie's bag it's like a mary poppins bag they have you can uh like it it holds everyone's room from the bed and breakfast yeah so does it just magically take that room and just poof it into the warehouse so that duplicates it not only do you have a duplicate of every agent but there's also a duplicate of the entire bed and breakfast we don't know about the duplicates of the agents yet or are you talking about their agent rooms? Agent rooms. Okay, I'm sorry. Duplicate, okay. 
Agent so you're not Prince. cloning people. It's not there are many copies. No. Uh, can I have more than one Micah? Can I just have one <laughs> Micah? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I would clone the crap out of that. I'm just saying. Well, here's the issue that I have with that in this episode. We have Jack Secord's room. Then Rebecca comes in and they show her Jack's room. Wouldn't her room also be indexed because she disappeared mysteriously? She changed her last name she and she did. never came back. So wouldn't they want to show her her room as well? Well, she left, so she probably cleared out her room. Not if she left and she never came back. Well, yeah. she. it sounded like they were going to make a, uh, a, a rendezvous someplace, so she knew she was leaving. So my guess is she cleaned out her room. But he was in the he was going to clean out his room until he figured out more about this artifact that they'd been chasing and then got attached to it. I can't wait to this next episode where they're in it. It's just gonna drive me crazy. I need to like <laughs> sca- fast forward to the next one. <laughs> I was further disappointed in this episode because there was no official snagging it, tagging it, or bagging it. I know. There was just a crushing. With a uh, fire hydrant into multiple Just little pieces. Just a 11th century mystery solved. Yeah. By the hand of God. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know, did, did anybody stop and think, okay, this woman just shot her, her ex-husband in the chest? He's like, oh, get out of here, get out of here. One of Hello? the weirdest scenes in this <laughs> whole thing, in this series today, because she's running out of her house into the alley across the street. She's carrying the gun. And they're like, give us the gun. And they, they have guns out and everything. And then she just hands them the gun, right? I'd be a little worried and I would keep the gun for self-protection, but she just hands them the gun, right? And then She's her, freaked out. Then her ex-husband comes out and they Tesla him and he dies. Not, I don't think because of the Tesla, but because the gunshot. In the chest. Yeah. In the chest. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, his, his body lost the energy that the thing needed to, to power it. And so he collapses, and then they tell her to clear the scene, and then she runs in the opposite direction of her house. Wouldn't you think you'd want to run right back into your house and lock the door? That's what I would do. But you're also running on adrenaline, so you may not even be thinking clearly. So, Well, if, the, if you're running because of what was attached to his back, not because of something he did, she only shot him because he had the crazy 11th century lobster on his back right so that's what she was running from so she was more freaked out than i don't think she ever saw it on his back which is why i wouldn't go back to the house until i knew exactly where the hell it went she didn't yeah, know because if it. she did run back to the house that was in the direction of where it was or yeah. could have been so she could there. have been attacked by it so they made her run the other way they didn't make her run anywhere they just told her to clear the scene and how is it that Mike is going to get knocked out just by Pete pushing her over? Stupidest oh, yeah. thing for her. Any, she knows he's being electrocuted. She can see touch. the electric field around his body, no, and she decides it. to touch him. <laughs> Bad as Pete. Let me touch it. Let me go see what this is going to do. Touch. Stop touching me. I'm not touching you. I'm not going to blame the. The acting in this at all i think they were just given kind of a bum script and i can't even blame the director because the director is actually an award-winning director of this so i think he did the best that he could 
His name is Constantine, Constantine Macris, and he has 35 directing credits since 1993, including 63 episodes of Law & Order, of which he won three primetime Emmys. Wow. Then we're going to blame that on the writers of this particular episode. So he did three episodes of Flash Forwards, an episode of Alphas, nine episodes of Warehouse 13. The next time we see him is season two. So I, I really hope I he Alphas. gets better. The Americans, which was a very good series if you didn't see it on FX. Royal Pains, no. eight episodes of Royal Pains, and 10 episodes of one of Shannon's favorites, Orange is the New Black. Classic. You, have you watched it? Me? You. Yes. I don't know which you. one you're pointing at. Me? The only one who hasn't seen it. You. Yes. That would be me. It's on the list. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, you have. I seen no, I haven't. What? I have not seen it. Hold the T. Hang on. Seen it. Hold the T. Wait just <laughs> a second. Wait time out. That's the time out symbol. Time out. Neither one of you has watched Orange. No. Nope. It's on the list. I'm in the Orange. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. I've seen Orphan Black, yeah, but that's oh. what we're talking about. We're talking about that, Orange is yeah, the New he's Black. Talking about, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's, I'm sorry, I misheard you again. Medicine. <laughs> right. Again, Orange is the New Black. Brain, no, brain I injury. I didn't watch that one. I thought it was one of your favorites. Why? I don't know. Jail? Cops? I don't know. <laughs> Lesbian? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, hit, that hits some of the criteria, but no, not all of it. I've seen that all in the jails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the writers for this episode, Matthew Fetterman and Steven Skea, they only wrote one episode, but they have a lot of time together, 25 episodes of Blood and Treasure, three episodes of Limitless, two episodes of Human Target, and six episodes of Jericho. Matthew has 23 episodes of Jericho. I think I watched Blood and Treasure. That sounds familiar. Kind of funny how this writer also wrote things like Alpha. Man, we talked about that. I, I missed episodes. I missed shows like that. Yeah, Alpha, it was the director. Alpha's was canceled in a major cliffhanger after season two on sci-fi. And it was yep. the cause of many to start to seriously doubt sci-fi, sci-fi was the cancellation mm-hmm. of Alpha's. It's because, you know what? On one hand, I could tell you they gave us great shows. But how they managed it and promoted it and just decided to cancel it for like stupid Sharknado crap, you uh, deserve Whoa, the- whoa, no, let's not go too no, far there. Sharknado stupid. was like Sharknado was a sensation. Okay? No, no, no. Yeah, to people who have no sorry, I'm gonna I'll be really say rude. It, no it, class. Say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah, for people who have no brains, like who need nothing. That would cause you to like think. Yeah, but tornadoes with chainsaws in a in a, yeah, a shorts with tornadoes. That takes serious writing. Yeah, I've never seen one, by the way. I'm just going off of what I've seen in in clips. In the and commercials. Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi. Which is, they deserved it. I apologize if I've offended anyone that like actually likes Sharknado, it was but stupid. holy Moses, that stuff's crap. I mean, it's good if you get drunk and, you know, you just had to look for a good time, I guess. Oh, my God. Look at that. (laughs) That might be funny with a gummy. I don't know. I don't know either because I can't do gummies. (sighs) 
Anyway, we were talking about the guest actors and how the guest actors on this show are amazing, right? So we did get, we talked about Roberta Maxwell and her amazing past, right? I've seen the, the cop somewhere too. The sh- yes, the you sh- have. Yes. Because Al Saperinza, I totally butchered his last name. He played Captain Powell. He has, get this, 286 acting credits since 1979. I bet you most of them are law enforcement. He has that charisma. Yes, and mostly one, maybe two episodes for the mass majority of his stuff. But some things that you might remember seeing him. 1990, he played the night doorman in Pretty Woman. (gasps) I love that movie. No. He played in not only the 1998 Godzilla movie, but also the 2014 Godzilla movie. He was a taxi cab driver in the 1990s. He was Huddleston in the 2014. I've not seen either. He was a detective in Lethal Weapon 4, cop, right? Ah. He played two episodes of JAG. No. I expected, you know, Shannon was actually drinking. I expected her to spit her drink out with that. (laughs) I love Jag. I love it. His big claim to fame is 10 episodes of Sopranos. See, I never saw Sopranos. But, yes. I've seen him in a lot of things. Did you just give me the stink eye? for? She did. (laughs) I never had HBO, okay? Well, Al also was in three episodes of House of Cards and 14 episodes of Person of Interest. Oh, that's probably where I know him from because I love Person of Interest. Person of Interest, too. Yes. I loved Person of Interest. Those are just a few of his 286. I can totally see him in Sopranos. He's got, I can totally see the Italian accent with the equipment out of him. I don't know how long you survived the the series of Sopranos. (laughs) 10 episodes. I was going to say, people don't. He lasted a season. Yeah. And then he's probably swimming with the fishies. This series keeps on bringing in the guest stars. And what I've discovered so far with six episodes, you have the main cast for the warehouse, and then you have one or two really good guest appearances. Mm -hmm. But they're really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right, artifacts. Spine of the Saracen. Yeah, I tried to sell. I tried to smell that when I was writing my notes, and it was a good thing I had the uh, closed captioning uh, on. I was like, "You write notes." I've seen it so many times. I do I because notes. you know I, I can't trust my brain to remember things. Me either. <laughs> Me either. So yes, the uh, the spine of Saracen was Turkish, <laughs> and. It requires a lifetime commitment because it makes you a super soldier. Basically, what Claudia said was, what, PCP makes your adrenaline go from, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, it'd be like a 25. (laughs) I don't see how you get much production out of it because you're, like, being electrocuted every time you walk. Well... Because it feeds on your anger and your aggression, like the first guy that it took over was the guy that did the um, gang members. So his aggression towards those gang members caused him to pretty much fry and 
<laughs> as as uh, <laughs> as Pete said, Kentucky Kentucky Fried Chicken extra crispy, extra crispy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a girlfriend like that once. What that had commitment issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wanted lifetime commitment. Yeah, that wanted life. Yeah, that that was it. That was it. So it requires a lifetime commitment. I had a girlfriend like that once. Did you guys see Artie laugh after that? I did. Yeah, I he, think it yeah. wasn't in the script. I think they they caught him with it, and he just laughed his butt off. And then they had to quick cut away from it. Yeah, it was good though. I liked that he laughed some. That was I liked that 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 part. Earth tones. Mm. Earth tones. <laughs> like kind of like your wardrobe. These are earth tones. They never go out of style. Yeah. Hey, Pooh Bear. All right, favorite parts of the episode. Shannon, what's your favorite part? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I like the partnership that they're starting to form, the best friends. I like how emotional Micah got at the end when, when, it, when Rebecca knew that it was going to have to be her. Obviously, Micah was so distracted that she didn't even notice the old lady that popped up into her car out of nowhere. I don't know. But I like that Rebecca knew that it was going to be her, and she knows the tough things that, you know. I like the message that she gave to Micah at the end. I think that's a very, what do you call that, forlorn, forewarning, what do you call it? Well, that's a season two episode. <laughs> I've seen this so many times. I want to skip ahead and jump like, back and skip wait, ahead and jump back. Not and, this episode. Not this oh, episode. Please. But <laughs> I Spoiler like that you're finding out that that the agents do have the rooms locked away and everything is kept the same. And like, I like how you know when she opened the when he when she opened up the drawer, she's like, "Oh, he smoked a lot." He's he's like, "Yeah, they did that in the sixties. But again, I I like the episode in general. That's where I normally start from. Like when I go back to rewind and rewatch and start all over, it's normally this episode forward. Mm. All right, Carolyn, your favorite part of the episode. I had a lot. Well, I mean, I like the whole episode, but there were just yes. fun parts to it. You know, the beginning where they're, they're, <laughs> they're like, I don't know what a gas leak has to do with an artifact as they're trying to go into a, police station after something exploded is it safe to go in there oh yeah i it should be (laughs) i know the guy that's telling him it should be has a hard hat has a hard hat and a reflective vest on and pete and micah go down there with nothing here's a lantern for light and then he just leaves the 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 designated and then he just leaves he's like meh it's okay it's fine they'll be fine no problem uh, I liked the uh, when Artie was calling up Jack's old room. It was a rotary dial. <laughs> yeah, that's they can't yeah, use a rotary pump. dial. What if you like rotary? You have rotary dialed the wrong thing, so then you have and to wait for that room to arrive. You gotta hang up, start over, <laughs> and yeah. then you have to wait for it to like <laughs> get to that room, and then have to start all over again. Did you see the amount of keys that were on route uh, Artie's keychain that he had? How does he like? I mean, you'd have to. I would have to like label all of those keys because there was a mound of keys to remember which one to open doors. 
Well, you're there many years as he has, has been. I guess you true, remember. True. True. Could all be true. keys to his car. No, that's on a separate keychain. Oh, okay. Remember, he tosses those at the at the at party. At no, the, those are just the valet keys, you know, that you throw to the valet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine that amount of keys pulling on your ignition? You'd pull it out no time. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've got a keyless ignition, so I don't have to worry about it. Aren't you special? Mm-hmm. My my car's basically a I what did I see a millennial anti theft device? It's a manual. It's manual. That is awesome. Yes, <laughs> I've seen bumper stickers that say that. It's true. I, I think I saw it on Instagram or something. It said a millennial anti theft device, and it had a picture of a manual. I mean, if we all we, if you all go if we all go back to manuals and everything written in cursive, would win everything. The whole cursive oh, yeah. thing cursive yeah they don't, don't teach in schools anymore, anymore. my no, daughters don't. don't my kids don't no. know how to read cursive no they don't they don't it's a cryptic language i'm like it's a cryptic language. seriously oh, that's like <laughs> this is like when Artie is looking at the book and he's like here it is and then claudia's like what is that language he's like that that is old very Something ancient old. <laughs> You want and me to I scan have no it idea yeah. what it says. <laughs> Side note: There, I mean, it is scary that the kids can't read the the cursive anymore because I mean, all our important documents are in cursive. How are you going to read the Declaration of Independence? How do you sign your you name? Can't read cursive. They nobody you sign signs your name? your name. It's just a fingerprint. It's biometric now. Don't look at me like that. They don't. They sign it without being in cursive. I know. It's just sad. I'm just saying you, all the important documents that are in like the National Archives. The yeah. Pieces of parchment now because they can't read it. It's all right. You, they'll just watch a YouTube video on it. Digitalize That's, it. Yeah. TikTok. They'll watch a TikTok. Probably watch a TikTok actually. <laughs> and the Chinese will change an important word here or there. SP, <laughs> what was your favorite part? Okay, so I got kind of two favorite parts. So I'll give you the, the kind of the runner up first. It's when they're trying to determine uh, if Jack Secord had the artifact on his back. And oh. so they go over to it and they're like, okay, you ready? One, two, three. And they <laughs> just do it quickly. Flip. So this guy that's been dead since 1962. Like it wouldn't fall apart. Yeah, exactly. It's all one thing, all glued together well, or whatever. He was kind of gooey, so Claudia's like, Don't don't make me do it. Oh man, don't yeah. dude. <laughs> I he walks in, he's like, Is your uncle staying the weekend or is he just in town for a day? <laughs> so that was my runner up, but my true, true favorite part was when Pete is like begging and Rebecca, she just you her acting is great. She's just like, oh, okay. She literally shrugs. She looks down at the floor. She walks over. She grabs the clamps. She puts it on the artifact on Pete's back. And then she just electrocutes him because he's like, do it, do it. So she's like, yeah, okay. She just does it and it electrocutes and then it goes off. And then so she follows it, grabs this fire extinguisher (laughs) and hits it nine times. You can count how many are going on when she's hitting it. That's the aggression for losing her boyfriend all those she years hits ago. She it mm-hmm. nine times. It's like, well, well she's got to make man. sure. They killed her man. 
he fell he fell on my knife nine times, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's just completely and there was no snagging it, tagging it, bagging it. There was no putting it in, in purple solution. There was just let's just pulverize yeah, like, it. Yeah. She was like, I will destroy you. But then she brings it in a suitcase to Artie. I wanted to make sure this was out for good. And the pieces. Here's your pieces. And and if you listen to Artie when he moves the uh, the suitcase, you can hear it kind of go tinkle, you know, making the noise inside. And that's another thing that I have wrong with the episode is Micah and Pete. I realized they were distraught and everything, but they're there for artifacts. They should have grabbed it. It's like Pete when he was in the in the second episode or whatever when they were going into the guillotine. Right? Oh, did you forget something? So he goes back and get you. Yeah. <laughs> together need to remember to grab these artifacts that you've been sent out to retrieve. And she reminded him that he didn't. With the guillotine, but there was no talk about this one. Yeah. I mean, another, another good part was when they were talking and Rebecca was talking to them about how Jack had these vibes and they were very annoying. And you You see see Micah look at, look at Mike. Michael and looking at Pete like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she smiled and she smirked at him. Yep. <laughs> I just loved it. So, with all the issues that I came up with this episode, it's not one of my favorites. Sorry, guys. Really? It's, I couldn't it's tell. The, it's the second one from the bottom. Claudia's still on top. Elements, pilot, magnetism, burnout, and then residence is on the bottom. So that's my list there. Am I sorry I watched it? No. Am I sorry I watched it three times? Yes. I should have watched watch- it three times. Because I was doing notes and crap. Somebody's got to keep us on track. I mean, he is the janitor. He has to clean up after it. So you know, it's funny. I can just sit here and just I can just give me a topic on, on the show and I can just go with it. I don't take notes. Well, that's because you've seen it a million times. I Some have. of us hasn't, haven't seen it that many times. And we might have a listener that's watching it for the first time, which, by the way, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And we hope you've enjoyed your stay and we look forward to seeing well, you on the next episode. What was it, John? This time? <laughs> the, the email no, we had- our, no, we didn't get any emails this time. We Who do have email last time, though. What was his name that bought all five seasons? Jeff. That was Jeff. That was Jeff. Yeah, that was Jeff. He's new, yes. I think. Or maybe he's already watched it and he's just rewatching it all over again. No, he said that it never got the uh, recognition that it needed. So I'm sure he's watched it before he's because it. like yeah, me. He bought all of them because he said it was it never got the recognition that it deserved, which I agree. Yes. You two probably scared him off saying, No, we're never gonna watch Doctor Who. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You know what's funny is I was watching um I was watching some videos that people were taking of Dragon Con that happened over the weekend and uh I saw that somebody did that what was it called? Weeping Don't Angel. Blink. Yeah, the yeah. Weeping Angel. Don't blink. There was somebody that did that as a cosplay. I was like that's why I'm not watching this episode. Carolyn, you and I need to go to a con together. Yes, we do. Oh, and I guess I'm just the you're janitor. absolutely I invited. Well, you've got to clean up after the two of us, so you're absolutely invited. You got to come. Somebody's <laughs> got to walk me without my cane. 
Yeah, see, you need to have one of her arms and I'll have the other one and we'll just walk through the con. So that means we need to find the Dallas con, Ohio con, and a Oregon con. But that's well, what, mine's what's... coming up in a couple weeks, so. I know, but I don't have birthday money yet, so I can't go. You can save up for next year. Yeah, you can save up for next year. They usually go on sale in December and they're usually cheaper. Let me tell you what I did, not knowing that I wasn't going to make it, you know, almost didn't make it to my next birthday. <laughs> I had con tickets to go to one in Richmond. Like Virginia. Yeah, it was the, uh, I was going to see Cat Burrell again. And of course, where was I when it happened? In the hospital. Damn it. Mm. And you didn't get Cat to come see you? If I thought that was an option. <laughs> Had a ball cap on me back then, and I'd have been ready to go. <laughs> we did get a uh, a tweet okay. from Mike at Jarek. I think it's at Jarek. Um, he did uh, tweet our our podcast out to his followers. So thank you very much for that, Mike. We appreciate your tweeting of our uh, our podcast. I think he's been around since Voices of Defiance. Yeah, I think he's been around. Before that with Sean, but yeah. Yeah, probably. Yep. Well, we, we appreciate your support. All right. So next time we get together is going to be in two weeks from now, because next week I'm going to be on my annual trip to the family lake home to spend time with my dad. So that's where I'm going. But in two weeks, when we get back together, we're going to be talking about Warehouse 13 Season 1, Episode 7, Implosion. The IMDb description reads, The theft of the perfect samurai sword attracts Artie's attention because he suspects his former partner and current nemesis, McPherson. So we're at oh. episode six, right, right now? Yep. We just yes. did six? Yes, we just did six. How many episodes are there per season? I think it's 13. Let me check really quick. 12. And the last episode of the season is titled McPherson. Yes, yeah, I remember that. Because because McPherson is the one that introduces Jamie. What's well, funny? You said implosion, and the first thing I thought of was you blow up one son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a lot of people's going to get that, but we we love it. We appreciate it, don't we? That's Colonel Samantha Carter, Carter Stargate, Stargate. SG One. You, geez, you blow, you up, blow up, up one son. <laughs> that was a good one. At least they made fun of it, right? I appreciate that one. Yes. This You're was a, a summer replacement show. So this is very, very early on in the streaming realm where they just started. Sci-fi started to say, hey, look, we can get more eyes on our stuff if we debut and run our shows in the summer versus in the normal season, which is give or take middle of September through middle of May is what a normal like 22, 26 episode season was of like Star Trek, the next generation or. I could just tell you that I am thankful that they didn't start the crap of waiting for half a year. Like they did BSG when mm -hmm. I had to watch this one. Yeah. I don't think I would have made it because I hated how they, separated and made you wait for like 18 months before it came back again. Yeah, and gave it like season 1.4 or some silly ridiculous thing crap. like that. I'm like, wait, what? 
Episode 12 aired on September 22nd, 2009. Good day. Episode, <laughs> episode 13, or season 2, episode 1, debuted on July 6th, 2010. Was it a rider strike or something in between? No, they, uh, it's just a summer replacement show. So you did have to wait. You waited a whole huge television season before you got this again. Yeah, I don't but remember. I don't know if I was watching it the first time around when they started. To, I think it came into. I think I came into Warehouse 13 in the middle of the third episode, uh, third season. That's when I discovered it. And then I discovered Jamie, then I discovered Micah, and then I had to go back and get the whole thing over again, and then I had to buy all of it, <laughs> and then I had to look for all... I cannot... Somebody out there, please, if you have a Micah, not a Joanne Kelly, a Micah poster, send it my way. <laughs> send it to me. That'd be a great birthday present. Micah, not Joanne. Which sounds like it's on September 22nd. It's a great day, I know, right? <laughs> Hers mine's, is, my, yours is mine's like, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Hers is the eighth, eighth, ninth, ninth, ninth. Yes, it's a great month. It's an it's awesome birthday month. month for the ladies. All right. Well, we will be getting <laughs> back in, in two weeks from today, which will be in between your two birthdays, and we will be talking about. That's okay. Birthday. Everybody can still send us email to say happy birthday. We'll read it the next time we're on. Look. I made it to the next one. Almost. Shannon needs lots of birthday fan mails. Shannon needs lots of birthday fan mails. We're not there yet, but I think I'm going to make it to the next one. (laughs) So email Shannon at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. The 13 is a one and three. So warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. That'll go directly into Shannon's inbox and she'll let us know when she has received an email. Does it? I don't think it does. <laughs> it it totally the- does, Shannon. It totally yeah. does. We've made it's it's the miracle of email. We made it happen. I don't remember getting the last one. I remember you sending me the last one. Claudia's hands are all over it. It totally happens. These, you know, totally, totally. That's the way it happens. I think y'all make it happen because last time I got the email because you sent it to me in the text, but I'm like at seven o'clock in the morning. You know what? <laughs> Sci-fi girl. That's all you need to learn. All right, so you're on the X at Sci-Fi Girl, a Skiffy Girl, S-Y-F-Y-G-U-R-L. That's because that's how the Bengals spell girls, and I'm a Bengal fan. The Cincinnati Bengals? <laughs> no. You're funny. You're funny. Ha-ha. You're Batman. <laughs> and then Carolyn's on the X at Ocean363. Yes. It- on the on the app formerly known as Twitter, yes. She's also new on the Blue Sky. Oh yeah, I finally got that to work too. Blue Sky, it's a Twitter replacement. Yeah, yeah. But that one is actually Ocean Three Sixty Five Five because mine was taken. So you know, why are you on the Blue Sky? In case Twitter implodes, I don't know. Why? Why does it matter to you, Shannon? Like, yeah, you think why it's are you going over to there? <laughs> you, 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 
You've tra- you tra- you're a traitor. I'm you're just a traitor. figuring out why you're moving to one to a different platform. Oh, I'm you not moving have- anywhere. I'm just on another one. I'm just are, are we thinking? On it. Shannon, you have a Facebook account and an X account. You can have more than two social media accounts. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to, like, I hear people talking about, oh, yeah, it's going to get so horrible. They changed the name. They changed the name to X. You finally admitted it. Yes. No, she just said they changed the name. She didn't say they changed the name to X. She just said they changed the name. Yeah, well, she's not Twitter anymore. I still don't call it the X. It's the X. It's yeah, the yeah formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody in two weeks. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Totally X. Stu- stupid app, formerly known as Twitter. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by Tunes2Go. Both were purchased on Pond5.com.